0: I want to talk to you about uh, New Testament prophecy or uh, raising the level of the Holy Spirit. It could do that. Does anybody else want more of God? Anyone want more of God? And I think, though, that one of the greatest things that gets in our way is is us. (laughs) You know, our flesh, our, our fear of failure. Does anybody else ever fear of doing something wrong? I know for years I would not... Uh, even think about prophesying or anything like that because, my God, they're going to take me out and stone me. You know what I mean? Is what the Old Testament says if you make a mistake. And I know Uncle Ron-Ron enough that I know he's going to make a mistake. Amen. And so uh, they're like blocks that can get in the way. I'd been saved about a year, and this guy, uh, maybe some of you have even seen him on TV, Larry Huck, and uh, he, he just always had... Uh, uh, a level of the spirit that was jealous. He had only been saved for two days. In fact, uh, he was there at church with two girls. You know, that's not fair. I had trouble getting one, and he had two. And I think there's something bad about that. And I've been fasting for 10 days. Now, a guy my size, 10-day fast is like 20 days for some of you skinny people. And, uh, and, I've been, and I haven't even gotten a hiccup you know, from God, and I'll never get Larry throws his head back and prophesied, thus saith the Lord. It's the closest I've ever come to backsliding in my life, but, but a lot of it was me. So I want to encourage you, think with me. If you don't like this, don't worry, Wayne will be back, amen, next week. But <laughs> you, have a, you have a body, but you are a spirit. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, you have a body, but you are a spirit. And there's there's something that's important. I think that many Christians don't intend to, but we live in our flesh. Amen. It's it's there. It's obvious that we begin to have it. And when I say that, what I mean is uh, that we almost trust our flesh more than our spirit, that we our reason, our soul, our our mind and body, and so we can almost be afraid of that spiritual side because it's kind of out of. Control, how do you know what you're doing? Well, that's part of why God gives you a pastor, amen, is to help you in discerning and coming to grips. And I want to talk to you about what God's been really dealing with me about, and it seemed to have helped a lot of Christians, amen. Uh, Prophecy is misunderstood by most of the people I know in many ways, because we have a tendency to focus on the Old Testament. And Old Testament prophecy is not New Testament prophecy. And we'll look at that in a second and talk about it. New Testament prophecy, you don't get stoned if you make a mistake. You just may be told to shut up. Amen. Maybe about as bad as it gets. And and the fact is that New Testament prophecy is not supposed to be perfect. It says, let it be judged. Let the prophets judge. Amen. So it, it's not perfect. And as I think about this, I, I really kind of envy some people that are just wild and crazy. There any, I have a feeling you might be a little wild and crazy on something. And a, and a bold kind of, and one of my best friends was Steve Romine. And old Steve would just wing it. If you know what I mean, I remember one time he calls this lady, you're pregnant. You know, and again, the lady, I'm not even married. No, I'm not pregnant. And Steve just looks around and said, well, somebody in that area is pregnant. Hey, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 you get it. You get it. and, uh, uh, But, you know, nobody was hurt. It didn't destroy anything. And, and it was Steve that prayed for Diga Hernandez, who's probably the most powerful guy I know in the world today. When he was 12 years old, told him he was going to be a preacher, and he started to preach. Amen. And so I think that God wants to do more in your life than maybe some of you realize. Now, maybe some of you are already walking in the Spirit all the time, and, and you're filled with all this kind of stuff. But my experience has been a lot of people haven't. And, I, and yet I think this is what God is doing kind of in the day that we're a part of. There's so much more freedom and liberty than there's ever been before in Christianity. Things that in the flesh and in the spirit have liberated us. Just penicillin has probably added 25 years to most people's lives. You know, and, and all of the other kinds of things that happen. And what God has been doing, I believe, for the last several years has been activating his church kind of started with Luther in 1530, and he brought back the Bible as the foundation of Christianity and brought about the whole Protestant Reformation. That and the idea of the priesthood of the believer, amen, that you're a a king and a priest, amen, that there's something in your life, you don't need a priest, you are a priest, amen, and and that we need to discover holiness uh, begin to become one of the great foundations of, of revival, And so important, salvation by grace. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, 1906 in Azusa Street. And I believe in these days there is an activating of a spiritual dimension that God is bringing about and opening doors. Most of us don't have a big problem being negative. (laughs) Amen. When when I ever quote the scripture out of Timothy, in the last days, perilous times will come. Lovers of self, lovers of pleasure. Everybody goes, that's right. I see that everywhere. Oh, my God. But when I talk about... What about this scripture in Acts two seventeen and 18? It says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters. You have to realize how radical that was, because for most of the Bible, women weren't allowed to do much. Amen. But there's an activation, and I would challenge you ladies, if, if your husband ain't doing anything, dump him and start to do something. <laughs> no, don't dump him, but... <laughs> but but there's an, there's an uncorking. There is an activating of the spirit in men and women is what it says, doesn't it? And your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and my handmaidens I'll pour out in those days my spirit. Prophecies play, played a pretty big role in, in my life in many ways. It was Hal Lindsay's late great anybody read Late Great Planet Earth? Amen, yeah, and it was that that really grabbed me, and it was like the newspaper was coming alive, but when I came to church for the first time, there was a guy, Don McCamish, I doubt if you ever met him, Don though is a great guy, and he called me out, and it was the craziest thing, I'd never seen anything like that, I'd been a Baptist, amen, you know, you don't do those kind of things, at least in the church that I went to, and he called me out and said, God chose you before creation. Well, my God, I thought this guy's a cult leader. And then, but you can read it in Ephesians and several other places. It's a, and he said this. He said, within the year, you're going to preach to thousands of people. Why, well, I just got saved. But that year, three times, I stood up before over a 1,000 people and presented uh, presented the gospel and it it kind of grabbed my attention. I mentioned this kid David Hernandez. He was only 17 when he called me and he said I'm going to get 600 kids together and I want you to teach on prophecy. <laughs> I said there's only one problem David, I don't prophesy. And at that time in my life, I I really didn't see myself as someone that did. He said, you're the best prophet I know. And he began to quote, and quote guys that were, and said, and I had to review myself, and that's kind of what I'm here for you this morning. Maybe you need to relook at yourself this morning that you may say, well, I'm not that spiritual, but what if you are, amen? And I, I believe you are. Now, I'm not here to encourage you to... To tell everybody, you know, well, why don't you two get married and, you know, leave your job and and go and do that stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about New Testament prophecy, and it's very simple. It's edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen. In fact, probably most of you have done it many times without even realizing it. But what I think is if the church can activate the gifts again, evangelism, amen, teaching. And these kinds of things. And you can see yourself as a spiritual being. That I think it's part of what may just be the key to revival in the last days. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks. Hallelujah. And so there's something here that's important. Listen to 1 Corinthians 14, 1-5. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. So this is something we're supposed to want. Not be afraid of. Not fearful of. Not putting blocks on. He says, but rather that you would prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you would prophesy, for greater is he the prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except they interpret, and <clears throat> the church may receive edifying. I think that we have a tendency to protect ourselves, and 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 some of it can be our love of God. We. We really do, and I feel this love of God in this, in this body. I, I can see it in your faces, in your eagerness, in your hunger. But we also can then, if we're not careful, not activate the very things that God wants to activate in our life. Amen? And so we need to connect our life. And, it, and for edification, exhortation, and comfort, listen, edification is what? It's just to build somebody up. It's just to build somebody up. How many of you could build somebody up? Amen. Uh, we've been doing this thing called fivefold. That's why I'm down here. I was in Phoenix and, and there were twelve or thirteen of us, guys that are changing the world that got together. And the main thing we came together to do was to encourage each other. Amen. And to build each other up. Amen. And and you can do it. I call it sometimes spiritual lying. Anybody know how to lie? <laughs> See, I think the problem with most Christians is they don't lie enough. <laughs> Amen. They they speak what they feel. They speak that they're sick or that they're angry or these kinds of things rather than speaking what the Word says, Amen. which feels. I love my wife, God, because she's just a great liar. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably talk to her today and she'll probably say something like, none of them women hit on you today at church, did they? (laughs) And honestly, if you look at me, it's not been a big problem in my ministry. But but she said, I know you're looking awful sexy today. Amen. I say, lie to me, baby. Just lie to me. (laughs) Amen. And, And that's kind of I I know this is crazy (laughs) in some of your thinking, and you you do it, but I want you to think with me. I I think that what we need to do is learn how to say what God says, not just what we say or what we believe. I mean, (laughs) in the New Testament, God God is such a softy in a lot of ways. You know, just love, 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 love. You think about it, and we think it's works, 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 and doing and accomplishing and these kinds of things. And yet, a deal of comfort. Is it sometimes prophetic when I come up and I sense, you know, you're, it seems like you're going through a very difficult time? Amen. You know, can I pray for you? I think that can be a prophetic word. I think your worship team this morning got real close to the prophetic a couple times where they're singing, but it moves from the natural. Into the supernatural. Am I making sense? And I think the more that we're aware of it. And we activate that. And we ask God. God use me. Use me. When you go to work. And let the Lord direct you. I love Paul and Shauna Neville. I'm sure you, most of you know them. And Shauna will just get on her bicycle. And ride around and say. God show me somebody to witness to. And she'll, she'll just stop. Feeling. Does she know? No. She's just kind of guessing. Spiritual guessing is such a powerful thing. <laughs> Amen. What's it going to hurt somebody if I if I tell them, you know what, I, I feel like God wants to heal you. Can I pray for you? Well, a lot of times I just leave fingerprints. But once in a while, we jump into the phone booth of faith and out comes Super Ron, able to leap tall buildings and <laughs> pray away cancer and and see the Holy Spirit move. Am I talking to anybody this morning? And, and I would challenge you, just see this week as you go out there, is there someone that God is waiting for you to move? We just don't realize how much God is trying to use us. Amen. Wave at me if I'm making some sense to you. I mean, I could tell story after story of about half the guys were at this meeting were guys that I led to the Lord. Amen. People that, that, that were encouraged. Uh, a good a guy that I partner with in Pueblo is Ron Grego. And you know, he says that what changed his life was I just took him out to lunch one day. <laughs> Amen. You know, that's not this real deep spiritual thing. But this guy's a phenomenal evangelist and just the act of someone being a friend changed him. Who knows what could happen this afternoon at lunch? Hallelujah. And I hope somebody is being led of the Spirit to bring fried chicken. That's just from me. <laughs> I wouldn't get saved for a long time. Was anybody else like that? And you know why I wouldn't get saved? Because I wouldn't get saved. I, I, I would never actually pray a prayer and then obey. I, I would never activate. It. I didn't think it was for me. Amen. And so it wasn't until I began to believe that something happened. When, I, when you begin to move, and especially if you begin to move in a spiritual direction, you'll be astounded at what God may just do. Now, you may be be crummy at some things. <laughs> if it doesn't work, don't keep doing it. Switch. <laughs> Amen. If you can't sing a note, <laughs> man, I hate going to churches where they can't sing. You guys were phenomenal. Hallelujah. But, I, but I've been, and I've pioneered five times. So I have listened to some bad singing. <laughs> I don't know why I got into that. But, but, it, but anyway, it 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 was different. And, and you just never know. One of the most convicting things that happened to me is I partnered with a guy, Mark Griego, great guy. And uh, he came over to my church. I, I went to Pueblo kind of just on a wild hair. And there was a church that was dying, and so me and my wife felt led. We took it over, but it hasn't ever taken off like I would like it to do. (laughs) Amen, if you can feel the deal. And one of the worst things that happened to me, is the best, but it was the worst also, is this Mark Griego came and joined us. And the reason I say it was the worst is because this guy is so gifted, talented. He's pastored, he's done all this stuff, and I think we lost five people. You know, and so whose fault is that? It must be my fault. And I was preaching a sermon this one Sunday, and, and I'm sure Wayne's never felt this, but my God, I, I thought I'd done something wrong. I, I, I checked to see if I had my pants on. I mean, I mean, it was horrible. It was just, I felt nothing, nothing. Have you ever felt that? You know what I'm talking about. But I'll never forget, Mark had just started coming and he comes up behind me and he goes, oh my God, my God, I've never felt the presence of God like I do this morning. (laughs) I'm thinking, one of us is insane. (laughs) I feel like God hadn't even showed up and all you can do, and I had to make a decision and that's part of why I'm telling you, am I going to believe God or am I going to believe my flesh? God loves you. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, God loves you. God loves you. See, I, I, can, I can say that with total confidence, and I'm not lying because you know why? Because God loves you. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody else may, but God <laughs> loves you. And so, what I'm saying to you is, I, I feel like there's a really, really good presence of God in this building. How many feel that? Sure, that's why you're even here. This place should have more people. Amen. How many believe that yourself? Well, bring them. <laughs> start looking. I'm literally telling you to do, start looking at work and places you go. Who is it that God wants to bring? So I think he's, He could fill this place up in no time at all. And He would direct you and use you. To do that, amen and and literally, that has been my gift without even me realizing it and and I, st- I feel it with some of you and it's not all everybody's not called to, to be an evangelist, but everybody has a spiritual calling and a spiritual nature. listen to second corinthians ten three uh, and four. It says, we're humans, but we don't wage war as humans do. This is the message, Bible, I think. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy the arguments. Amen. Wow. It's time for us to start to believe. I'm getting really convicted. If I just fall on my face here in a minute and start repenting, it's because I need this more than any of you probably. Amen. Is anybody else at a shift in your life, in a place of change? I, I, I can see it. Bo- both of you guys, God's really at work in your life. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you even realize it. There's, there's like a call or a dynamic. Does that offend you? Well, good, good. See, I'm lying. No, I'm not lying. No, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean it. I really do. I could, I could start, and maybe we'll do it in a second, but literally, I could walk around this place, and there is such an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit, and God is really wanting, but not just to speak to you, but to release you to speak to others. Amen. Even in bad things. Flagstaff, Arizona is where I got saved and really committed my life. I don't know when I got saved. Anybody else? I, I was raised in church. I went to the altar a hundred times. Worst thing I ever did was drop acid once and go to a revival. <laughs> the, the guy preached on hell. I felt the flames. I'm telling you. I, I ran to the altar. got <laughs> it? But I never obeyed. So it never took. I, I, I think it might have took in heaven, you know, depending on your theology. But it wasn't until I began to implement and, and do it. So anyway, we we're in Flagstaff. We're out witnessing. And all of a sudden, police cars are coming from everywhere. And I, and I told my friend, Lynn Litton, uh, who, who was there. He, he was a manager at a car dealership. I was a teacher before I became a preacher. And, you know, it just doesn't look good when you get arrested as a teacher. <laughs> you know, the, uh, now, did you hear? Uh, Pat, uh, Preacher Ron, or no, teacher, teacher. <laughs> Ron was thrown in jail Saturday night. Uh, you know, Principal wouldn't thrilled. So I said, we got to run for it, man. And we took off. And you know what they did? They chased us down and arrested me and Lynn. I should have gone to jail a million times, but I never did. The only time I've ever been thrown in jail was after I was saved for, for sharing the gospel. Amen. And not only did they throw me in the county jail, they strip searched me. They shined light in places that nobody's ever seen. Amen. Making sure, I guess that I wasn't sneaking a track into the jail in a body orifice. You, you can fulfill that picture. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> and they took the two of us. Flagstaff is a city that's about uh, a third Navajo Indian. And so they have a jail, and they have two drunk tanks, one for the Indians and one for the white guys. Well, guess where they threw me and Lynn? Yeah, they threw us into the Indian side they knew those guys would get mad and want to beat us up and as they threw us in they said go ahead and witness now <laughs> well we did <laughs> in fact i told lynn i said lynn you know what we got to do he said no i i, I don't want. what do we need he says well paul and silas were thrown in jail they sang mm-hmm. we got to sing <laughs> and he goes okay lead us off and we started singing amazing grace how sweet the sun you know Actually, in a, in a drunk tank, you've got real resonance. It's, <laughs> it's like a, an echo. It's a great place to sing. So we started singing, No Amazing Grace, How Sweet the South. Saves a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And as we started to sing, this drunk Indian... <laughs> And then this drunk Indian began to crawl over, began to join us singing. We started praying for him to get saved. And they threw me out of the county jail. (laughs) (laughs) They they said we were causing too much trouble having revival there on a Saturday night. I'm telling you, God wants to do some crazy and wild stuff if we'll trust him. How many say, I'm going to believe? Right, wave at me if you say, I'm going to believe. I'm going to activate. I, mean, but I challenge you, you. Don't do something big. Start small. Don't start telling people, like I say, uh, insane stuff. I, I know prophets that can function, but that's the office, not the gift. The gifts you all can do. You can all be an evangelist. You can all teach. We can all heal the sick. How many have seen people heal? What we've got to do is raise the level of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we ask you in this congregation, in this place, to raise the level of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and our hearts today, this morning. Speak to your people, God. Uh, activate what Jesus died to give us, not just forgiveness, but power and anointing. God, that we can become those who, who accomplish and transform people's lives. We thank you.